0: (laughs) Hi everyone. Hi. Welcome to The Greatest for Squares.
1: I'm Vince.
0: I'm Amy. Um, And this is The
1: Greatest for Squares. (laughs) This
0: is The Greatest for Squares. It's a podcast where we smoke a bowl and talk about building a sustainable off-the-grid property um, and how hard it is (laughs) Uh, in California. We bought 10 acres of land near Yosemite uh, a little over a year ago and little by little we're chipping away at developing it in the ways that we want to
1: and in a somewhat sustainable fashion hopefully
0: yeah we try but it's hard you know it's hard not to it's a whole other conversation but the amount of resources that you have to mm-hmm. contribute to making something that doesn't consume resources is yeah. a little daunting
1: yeah and make no mistake this this was virgin land until we came along and we've got our own well that's ideas. not entirely
0: true there was that driveway road built okay. all the way through. there was
1: a there was a path but yeah. like you know we're really excited about the things we can plant there um while at the same time acknowledging like certain things don't grow there natively and we're introducing them and mm-hmm. you know we're we're being mindful about it i don't expect our like peas and lettuce to to run away from us and like drastically alter the ecosystem. You're <laughs> an
0: invasive species.
1: But we are an invasive species
0: Humans, for sure. yeah.
1: Um, which kind of is in theme with the with the subject this week, but <laughs> yeah. before we get too far out of ourselves, um,
0: what are we smoking today?
1: This week we are smoking, uh, a sativa. It's called orange sativa.
0: Is it just called orange sativa? Orange, yeah,
1: orange sativa. Pretty bright, heady, daytime weed.
0: All right. So last week uh, we recorded a mega episode. We didn't even realize we were doing it until we pressed stop on the mic and realized we'd been recording for I think an hour and 20 minutes. Wow
1: that long? Yeah. That's like um, two episodes. But
0: you know it had been a month since we last recorded so there was a lot to talk about and I spent like 20 minutes just rambling about my existential crisis over being cold and living outdoors. Um, So instead of making our Welcome back episode, an hour long, I decided to split it into two episodes.
1: Hey, that's less work for us.
0: (laughs) Uh, So today we're going to talk for a few minutes, and then I'm going to splice in the second half of last week's recording, where we talk more about what we actually did on the property for a week, what we actually got done, and also some more hard times that we had, again...
1: This show is just as much about our, our hardships and our failures as our successes and our comforts. Like, we're aspiring towards comfort and the easy life, but, you know, along the way...
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not easy. Nothing that, this big and ambitious is easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's not it's not supposed to be an aspirational podcast. It's supposed to be an honest, you know, telling of our story. Sure. In all of its shades of black, white, and gray. Yeah. Any big ambitious project, like I said, is going to be hard and have a lot of moments where you question what you're doing, but that doesn't mean it's not worth it. And it makes it all the sweeter when you succeed.
1: Yeah. And maybe, you know, I'm just speaking for myself here, but I would much rather that that ambitious project is like trying to get in harmony with nature, trying to be a success in a real like primal base of the pyramid way instead of that
0: base of the pyramid man Yeah,
1: maslow's hierarchy it's like all the psychology i remember (laughs) instead of you know making a lot of money on wall street i guess if i really committed to doing that i could and i could be successful in that regard but that's just not for me
0: well the the hard part the problem is that you can't really set up the kind of large farm, homestead, off-the-grid place that we want without having money.
1: Without making it big on Wall Street first.
0: So, yeah, it's difficult because we have to live this sort of split existence. Yeah. But anyway, what have we been up to since our last episode? How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. I needed that nice little break. Um, Thanksgiving.
0: Which is always problematic, Thanksgiving. Um, But this year because of covid it was particularly problematic
1: yeah in in america especially
0: i hope we don't have a huge spike in cases in covid cases but we definitely will right
1: yeah i read that over one million americans flew on november 20th (sighs) which is the highest number like since march 15th like right before the big national lockdown and people knew they shouldn't be flying anymore and yeah, I don't know what's, what's really different about it this time. Like everybody knows it's not safe, but yeah. it's really important to our fill in the blank, you know, moms. mom, grandma,
0: whatever. Yeah. It's
1: probably going to be the last time you're going to get to see grandpa, <laughs> you know, especially if you have a big gathering, it's right. definitely going to be the last time you see grandpa. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. And it's hard for everybody to have to, to make that call.
0: California is officially in lockdown again, limiting non-essential activities between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m., which is smart because the virus only comes out at night.
1: Also, like, (laughs) what essential activities do you need to do between 10 10 p.m. and 5 a.m.?
0: I mean, it's probably just an attempt to stop people from going to bars, um, which I guess is legit, but it it just seems silly. Like, if you're going to lock down, then lock down.
1: It's really hard to drink with a mask on true especially after 10 p.m it's all dark (laughs) (laughs) and yeah here in la county we have an even stricter lockdown um prohibiting public and private gatherings except with people in your household religious services and protests are exempt that's america yeah i'm glad they specifically exempted protests this time around though yeah I was a little salty when, you know, they never had any kind of curfew for COVID for the first wave. Right. For the lockdown. It was really strongly suggested. They recommend everyone stay at home. But during the protests, who boy, yeah. when a few people started getting rowdy in Los Angeles, Glendale and Pasadena issued curfews. And we didn't have anything like no one even demonstrated here. It's Glendale,
0: yeah. We marched around with the homemade sign pinned to my back, just the two of us. Yeah, no, there was one march in Glendale, we just oh, yeah. weren't able to, to mm-hmm. catch it
1: anyway. I'm glad that they're exempting pro, they're recognizing, yeah, like, yeah, 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 this is important. Um, democracy dies in darkness or at home alone or whatever,
0: yeah. But even without COVID in the mix, Thanksgiving is a pretty problematic holiday. I mean, obviously, right? Anything that involves the history of white people and indigenous people is bound to be pretty problematic. It's a bummer because I love cooking and eating. They're like two of my favorite things. So Thanksgiving has always been one of my favorite holidays. But as I get older, I'm starting to realize just how problematic it really is. But, you know, the job of growing up as an individual and as a nation is not turning away from difficult realities. It's facing them and owning up to them. And, you know, we've already started doing that pretty seriously, I feel like, with Columbus Day. Um, But I feel a little less like people are coming to, you know, respect the truth behind Thanksgiving in that same way. Like most stories, Americans tell ourselves about our history. Uh, The first Thanksgiving did not happen the way that we think. For starters, 1621 wasn't the magical first time that European settlers had come into contact with the Wampanoag. I looked it up. I saw pronunciations are Wampanoag and Wampanoag. Wampanoag. Uh Feels like it flows off my tongue better, so I'm going to go with that one, but I did make a concerted effort to look it up.
1: Thanks for doing that. It does look like Wampanoag. Yeah. But that feels a little awkward.
0: But it's also, you know, I mean, they didn't use the Latin alphabet, right? So any way that we spell it with English letters is going to be, I mean, Latin letters is going to be not quite accurately Mm -hmm. capturing the nuances of the language. Anyway.
1: So yeah, going back, the, the Europeans first made contact with the Wampanoag.
0: Like, over a hundred years before the Pilgrims ever did their little Plymouth Rock uh, landing. Huh. Um
1: And they have been, like, trading and stuff?
0: Yeah, it sounds like it usually started with tense but peaceful trading, um, but inevitably ended with violence. That sucks. Um, a lot of Native people were taken as slaves uh, and shipped over to Europe oh, okay. uh, or just, you know. Straight up killing people.
1: From the get-go. Right. In the, like, early 1500s.
0: For another thing, the Pilgrims settled in an abandoned village called Patuxet, um, which was abandoned because literally every indigenous person who had lived there recently died of a plague.
1: Ooh, who brought that?
0: Yeah, three guesses, right?
1: Huh. So, wait, when the Pilgrims arrived in America, it wasn't, like, a total blank slate virgin land.
0: No, it was this complicated landscape where all of the white people they had met had either given them a deadly disease or briefly traded with them and then tried to kill or enslave them. Mm -hmm. So to the degree that the Wampanoag helped the pilgrims, it was a careful tactical decision. You know, they were trying to make the best choice they could to ensure the survival of their people. Um, So they made a deal with the pilgrims, basically saying that they'd peacefully coexist uh, as long as the group of pilgrims stayed small and didn't overrun the place. Uh, which of course they inevitably did within like a few years yeah it's
1: kind of difficult to enforce that right sort of the one thing just don't overpower us and and we'll be good but they did all get together and have that big shindig right at the one huge long table (laughs) and all the third graders made cornucopias right and and uh,
0: hand turkeys out of construction paper yeah
1: that really happened right
0: (laughs) um well not not really. Kind of, but not really. So the Wampanoag were not invited to the first Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving, the idea of Thanksgiving like a Harvest Festival where you give thanks and, you know, be grateful for things was a religious thing that the Pilgrims did before they got to America. Okay. So they were celebrating that, but they did not invite the Wampanoag. Most of the historical records of the speeches and toasts given by the Pilgrim leaders um, don't mention the Wampanoag at all. Uh, but a couple days later, the a few people um, from the, the local tribe did show up. Um, I guess the first 1621 Thanksgiving was a multi-day event. Party. Um, I think most holidays were multiple day yeah, events back not? then. Because what else do you have to yeah. do? It's not like you can watch Netflix. Uh-huh. So the Wampanoag did show up a few days later just to remind the pilgrims of the truce that they made. And that this was their land. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey guys, glad you're having a good time. Just want to remind you we're here too. And just for reference, today, out of these 69 tribes of just Wampanoag people who lived in the area pre-contact, only three, the Herring Pond, the Aquina, I think, and the Mashpee are still here, still around. Um, I have a quote from Tony Currents, Medicine Man with the Herring Pond tribe. He says, we're lucky we survived. We're still here. We have a chance to reclaim our language and our history and re-educate people. We didn't go away. We adapted.
1: I mean, lucky for us that we get to preserve that. But yeah, we really just kind of devastated their whole scene.
0: Their whole scene. Yep. So I know it's not fun to think about all the shitty things we did and all the shitty history that our supposedly pure holidays are built on. But it's the truth. Um, And the only way we can start working to make things better is by telling the truth.
1: And not perpetuating straight-up false narratives, right?
0: Yeah. Personally, um, I'm trying to find ways of, you know, paying homage to the Black and Indigenous people of color that paid the price in the past and the present. Um, But I'm also trying to in a broader way, reframe holidays in, like, earlier and even more traditional ways. Like, Thanksgiving is a harvest festival, right? Sure, we can
1: all agree on that. Like, there's
0: nothing wrong with harvest festivals. Most cultures have harvest festivals. You
1: gotta harvest sometime.
0: Well, and it's worth celebrating, you yeah. know? Especially if you're depending on that harvest to live through the mm-hmm. winter. Why do we need to gum it up with all of these harmful lies about the founding of America? Like, yeah. can't we just celebrate the harvest yeah, and be like... grateful?
1: Yeah, Christmas is like that too, huh?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, Christmas doesn't have to be about the birth of the baby Jesus. I'm pretty sure he wasn't actually born on December 25th, 0 AD. Mm-hmm. It can just be a winter solstice festival. Again, lots of cultures have winter solstice festivals.
1: Yeah, or better yet, a godless celebration of late-stage capitalism. Well, yeah, I mean, that's
0: what it is now, That's I something guess. we
1: can all agree on. Ugh. Just take you know, take Jesus out of the picture. <laughs>
0: It's okay to want celebrations in the midst of dark times. We just need to think about what stories we're telling ourselves about ourselves and others to justify it.
1: Yeah, and again, try not to nostalgize about a past that never was. That can be really damaging to the present.
0: So, anyway, what did we do for Thanksgiving this year? (laughs) Last year we went up to the property. That was our very first night on the property, Thanksgiving 2019.
1: Yeah, we were looking at some pictures the other day. That mm-hmm. was that was nice of our first Thanksgiving at the property. I'm glad we stayed here instead this year.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we went up to the property earlier in November, and that was more of our, that was our Thanksgiving, quote-unquote. That was our harvest festival. Yeah. Um, so this year we just did what we were supposed to do and had a very small household celebration.
1: In place, stayed in place. Yeah,
0: we sheltered in place yep. with our household, the three yep. of us. Uh, I stuffed a squash and made cranberries and mashed potatoes and all the, you know, usual Thanksgiving food except, except for turkey because yeah. we're vegetarians. So obviously that already sort of takes our Thanksgiving away from what quote normal Thanksgiving mm-hmm. unquote is supposed to be. But
1: my mom made a pumpkin roll and I made some mulled wine. Uh huh. Um, we watched James Bond. Yeah, watched a James like Bond Traditional movie. Thanksgiving stuff.
0: And that was pretty much it.
1: I think so. Yeah. That
0: was it. So speaking of the harvest festival week that we spent up at the property at the beginning of November, um, should we get back to talking about that? Yeah.
1: Um, just to refresh your memory, we went up North, um, the Saturday after the election and stayed there almost a week.
0: Well, you stayed there for a week. Um, I got a motel room for a couple of nights and then came home because it was too cold for me to deal. Um, it rained for the first day then it stopped, um, which was cool because then we could get to work for the rest of the week.
1: Yeah. So now we're all caught up and we're going to go back to last episode's content about what we did starting with those first couple of days.
0: Yep. Yeah, so what did you and your Monday mom get morning. up to those first couple of days?
1: Um, well, fire was a pretty big priority since it started raining. We oh yeah, since we could it started raining again. we could have a campfire. Yeah, so I took the wheelbarrow down to a couple places where I'd been clearing um, some trees and stuff. And, um, processed firewood. And so this time around just threw it in the wheelbarrow. My mom helped with that. And we stocked up a good three, four days of firewood.
0: How many cords would you say?
1: Um, a cord's pretty big. I think that's a whole pallet, like four by four by four. Oh, okay. But I think we got pretty close to a cord. To a cord? Yeah.
0: It's good to have a cord.
1: You gotta have a cord. A mariposa or... cord. I don't get it. Yeah, we got a fire going. I think I assembled some more brick molds. Mm-hmm. Um, mom worked on her cool medieval staircase.
0: Yeah, that thing is very cool. It's a it's a fixture on the property now. Yeah. It's a it's, defining feature.
1: It's what we call Grandio Central Station because the greenhouse is a Grandio. Yeah, it's a brand. Um, And she's just been working on this staircase to join the... Um, the main driveway Mm -hmm. to this, like, upper terrace where the greenhouse is.
0: Yeah, using some nice rocks that Mm -hmm. are, you know, native to the property.
1: Just some found, like, decomposing granite. I would call it super flaky stuff, but there are some good solid, like, square chunks. It looks really organic. Yeah,
0: but finding the right size and shape of pieces was a very tricky project. It sure is. Yeah, But it was worth it. It looks very cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. She's still working on it. It takes a long time um, you know, to get the soil underneath it looking good too. But she was working on that. Um, what else did we get up to?
0: We all did some digging in the yurt sites, um, finished grading. We're almost done grading the building Mm sites. Um, and starting to dig holes for the support posts.
1: Yeah. You had a really, you made a really good observation when we were digging it out that we need to do a lot more of the surround too, because we had some pretty steep walls on the back. Right. And we knew like, well, we don't want this later on. It's just a bunch of debris. Right. Like, so we kind of dug out more of the area around it and we had a lot of soil. So we had to put it somewhere and we we
0: built a road.
1: Yeah, we built a road. We built a a little wheelbarrow path. We kept Uh driving the heavy wheelbarrow over it to really crunch the soil down. Yeah,
0: but we really took a lot of dirt out of that yurt site and we needed to put it somewhere, so...
1: Yeah, and there are tons of gopher holes, and it's a bit of a... Yeah, it was
0: not a safe or good walk up from Mm -hmm. the the driveway to the yard sites.
1: Yeah, I think we said it's like a one-in-six slope generally, but it's really flat on the bottom and kind of steep towards the middle, so it was nice to just keep dragging out all of that dirt. You got to take a break from digging and, like, rake it down, and that's kind of relaxing, right?
0: Yeah, it was less physical labor than... Actually excavating just sort of spreading the dirt around and grading the road.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah We made a lot of good progress on that. We started the footers mm-hmm. um, We placed the six footers around the outside and and buried them We went into town to get some gravel, gravel. from my new yeah. hardware store they Haven't put it in for the footers yet, but they also sell these pier blocks at H&L lumber um, That have the metal straps P-I-E-R on them. Yeah, like a, like a at sea. Yeah,
0: take yeah. a long walk up short pier. Yeah, you yeah. probably
1: throw them off a pier. Why not? <laughs> um, yeah, and you can screw 4x4s four into them, and you can, like, unscrew it and put a new 4x4 four four in if it rots cool. or whatever. So they sell those there, too. And we're almost ready to place the, the foundation, the footers for cool. the yurt. Um, but, you know, we made incremental progress on a lot of little projects but the main project we wanted to you wanted to finish i should say
0: Mm -hmm. uh was a sink yeah i I decided that the property needs a sink yeah it made more sense during the summer when it's 40 degrees putting water on your hands doesn't seem like a super good idea but in the heat of the summer and especially after we were doing so much digging and just getting so dirty Um, one of the things I find that I miss at the property is actually washing my hands. We have a lot of, you know, hand wipes, hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. You can pour a bottle of water on your hands, but, like, it's just not the same as really using a sink.
1: Yeah, hand wipes don't get rid of mud and thick layers of dirt. Right. You just miss running water, right?
0: And I also have just been wanting to continuously learn more carpentry you know, keep upping my game in terms of the ambitiousness of projects that I tackle. And I thought that a sink might be a good next size of project for me. Yeah. I started it at home. Um, Well, first I designed it on a piece of paper and I showed Vince and he was like, yeah, that pretty much works. (laughs) Um, You know, went to the hardware store, got some plywood, two by fours and one by fours. Um, And I also got two matching bowls at the thrift store Uh, one bigger one to form the actual sink bowl, and then a smaller one to hold soap. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I did all the cutting down here in Glendale, and then up on the property, I drilled and screwed the pieces together, I sanded them, painted the whole sink table. Um, Vince cut a hole in the bottom of the sink bowl and installed the drain, Um, and then together we puttied the sink bowl into the hole that we cut in the table.
1: Yeah, I'd never used plumber's putty before. Um, it's funny stuff. It. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't dry out. It's kind of like Play-Doh that doesn't dry out.
0: I think it doesn't help that it was cold mm-hmm. so that it made the putty a little harder to work harder with to than work it even to. already was would have been.
1: But yeah, I did my best to cut like a pretty, like a weird oval for the sink to mm-hmm. drop into. Um, but it was a, a weird oval, so it wasn't perfect. So we stuffed the... The putty in around it, right? And you were able to paint the putty
0: as well? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I found that the paint actually, at first I was super delicate and precious about painting the putty to make sure I didn't get any on the silver bowl. And then I realized I did accidentally, inevitably, um, and I tried scraping it off with my fingernail and I realized it comes off really easily. So then I just kind of painted the whole kit and caboodle. Um, you know, I mostly kept it off of the bowl, but it's really easy to scrape off. So I wanted to make sure primarily that I covered up all of the white putty because through the dark green paint that really yeah. stood out.
1: And that's, that's so cool. You kind of figure out your process on the go, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I love the sink that we built, that I mostly built. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we work on projects together, it does unfortunately sometimes turn it into...
1: A bit of a thing. A bit
0: of a thing.
1: And it happens every time, and I always feel bad. We always feel bad. Yeah, we, we talk always talk about, about it, afterwards. it afterwards and
0: try to come up with a plan yeah. for how we can not bicker about projects in the future. Right,
1: like we communicate pretty well generally. Generally in our, in our relationship,
0: relationship, yeah, we really we finish
1: each other's
0: sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, so we try to be aware of how our actions affect each other, and we listen to each other and value each other's subjective experience and all that good relationship mm-hmm. communication stuff. When it comes to working on together on projects, ugh, it sucks.
1: Yeah, we end up bickering. Yeah,
0: because I love you, and bickering is no fun.
1: Yeah, I and, love you too. No.
0: We're both pretty independent uh, and don't like being told what to do, mm-hmm. uh, but we also have very different approaches to projects. You're very meticulous, measure twice, cut once, measure 80 times, cut <laughs> once, and all about the correct process and best practices and all that which i get and Mm -hmm. i totally respect but i'm much more of a improvisational just jump in and figure it out as you go type of person um you know you're a scientist and i'm an artist right
1: yeah definitely i mean it should look pretty it should look good but above all it's about precision and function for me yeah, um, when I
0: say artist, I don't even necessarily mean making it aesthetically pleasing, although I do but prioritize you mean the that artistic too. Process. But I just mean the process by which I approach a project. Yeah, I just like mm-hmm. learning with my hands.
1: It works pretty well most of the time, like for like cooking projects. Yeah, and... I
0: never cook with a recipe. I often sew without a pattern, and for writing, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about getting a shitty first draft out and then you can edit it forever after that. It's all about jumping in
1: yeah and so sometimes like in construction it's not as much about the first draft as about like doing it right the first time I think that's where we we bump heads a lot and you know for my part like I get really excited when you start a new project Uh like I finally get to share my my 10 years of acquired (laughs) like how to make stuff not suck and like you know,
0: maybe w- I wanted to suck. Maybe yeah, that's what I was going exactly. for. Exactly. <laughs> maybe
1: you want to suck. Maybe it's just like a piece of outdoor furniture, and it doesn't really matter. I mean, there's definitely like the safety angle, right? Oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta know what you're doing. Like it's good to, to warn people. Like, hey, you don't want to do this or similar. Yeah,
0: like, I've just gotten over my fear of power tools, so that r- rushing in headlong with power yeah, tools was definitely not aplomb. something I was and, doing or planned to do.
1: And good you and I wish like when I started doing construction ten years ago they sent me in to do some really stupid stuff and sometimes i just wanted someone to like tell me my ass for my elbow oh yeah like you need to sand that before you paint it and you need to like the blue wire is only for three-way switching so (laughs) you don't attach that to the hot dummy that's why you keep getting shocked
0: oh
1: yeah i don't ever want to do electrical (laughs) yeah and so i know what i'm doing like i know what i do to you when we have work on projects together. Yeah.
0: Sometimes being like feeling like you're watching over my shoulder, judging everything yeah. I do is mm-hmm. a little bit, it kind of sucks the fun out of a project. Mm-hmm. Cause the reason I do projects is I like creating things, you know, you
1: like the process.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. I would never want to get into electrical or even mm-hmm. plumbing really, because it's all about precision. It's not about creating something. Yeah. I want to create something. So yeah. that's why I was excited for this sink
1: beyond the like life or death. Training
0: like, yeah
1: it's your process, and I'm sorry, I do that,
0: yeah, but you know, I get a little snippy, probably overly so, a little bit too touchy mm-hmm. being told what to do, sure. you know being helpful is not always being condescending, you yeah, know, your heart is in the right place,
1: right, but I think at one point you said like it's just paint, <laughs> there's no disaster scenario here. <laughs> Yeah. And that got through to me. Like I I get that, you know. Yeah,
0: like there are totally things that I don't know. Like I I cannot just go off on my own on these things. Yes, like mm-hmm. I didn't know how to use a drill or other power tools.
1: Well, at one point the drill was just running backwards and you didn't know that was a thing. Like she'd yeah. been, been pre drilling like a pro. Uh-huh. Like right down the middle, great. Yeah. But then started driving the screw and it just wasn't driving yeah
0: it was sort of embarrassing a little bit because i think i had just told you to leave me the fuck alone and let me do it and then moments later i was like oh shit this drill is not working (laughs) why is this drill not working (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Vince, will you look at this? I don't know why it's not working. Yeah, and it was going in reverse, uh, which I didn't even know was a yeah, thing. Yeah, I to know that, but... but... But that's part of my point. Actually, is like illustrative of my point is that the only way I'm going to learn stuff is by doing it yeah. and you telling me, you could have, you probably even did tell me before, mm-hmm. hey, press this button this way to make the drill go forwards and this way to go backwards, but mm-hmm. it didn't stick. Because I didn't have that moment of trying to do it and realizing that it it was in reverse. Now that that happened, I'm never going to forget that. Yeah. So I think some of these things, as long as they're safe... I need to discover on my own. And that's part of why I enjoy making things is learning, making those little discoveries.
1: Yeah. It's, it's hard for me because you know, it's my job at work generally to like monitor what people are doing. Right.
0: You're a site manager, but I'm not one of your employees, man.
1: Right. And I, you know, I don't do things with my hands anymore at work. So I'm mostly just watching other people. Tell other
0: people how they're doing or wrong. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) We got the spouse dynamic, too. Right. You know, our brains just work differently.
0: Yeah, it's compounded by the fact that our brains work so differently. Um, Not just in the planning versus improv thing, but, like, you're a very visual thinker, and I'm a very verbal thinker. So Mm. when you try to show me drawings of stuff, I get really confused often. Things in three-dimensional space, just my brain does not work that way. Um, so when you show me drawings and I don't get it, then I get frustrated and it makes me feel stupid. And then that makes me like disengaged with the whole process and it's not good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But there is, you know, in contrast to all of this, there is this rewarding moment or it was really rewarding working with you down on the yurt site because, you know, we didn't bicker. (laughs) That was one part, but, all of the drawings that I tried to do, all of the visualization I tried to do with pictures, Mm -hmm. it wasn't clicking. You know, I couldn't describe it because I'm not as good with words and it's just not a very good word picture. But we started just carving it. And I got to say, you know, you would ask me like, how much deeper does it need to be? And I'd just say, keep digging. (laughs) I don't know when, but I know it ain't there yet. Um, And so to see it finally take shape and like it kind of makes sense to you, like yeah, the shape sure. and the whole the whole surround now, so that was that was really rewarding for me working on the the yurt site. Right. Well, that's another problem that we have.
0: Yeah, I'm not a visual thinker, but you're a little slippy sloppy with your words. Totally. <laughs> you kind of call like the yurt site, the dugout, or the ba- you, you use yurt site, dugout, basin, and sometimes even greenhouse interchangeably
1: yeah which yeah, i do when
0: words are like my only anchor
1: mm-hmm.
0: can be <laughs> kind of frustrating
1: i can't even say we're going down over there because you don't know, you have a good sense of direction
0: right yeah i can't point
1: yeah <laughs> yeah we're but, going up over there
0: you know all we can do is keep trying
1: yeah we're know? on the same team yeah i love the different angles that we come at it from yeah. because that's what makes you know, our shit's so cool and unique
0: mm-hmm. that
1: we're coming at it from different angles.
0: Yeah, we just got to keep trying to be patient with ourselves and with each other. Yeah. Also, it's been such a stressful year. Like, we have to remember that the, like, psychic buildup of the last entire year. Yeah. Or just generally, you know, living in late stage capitalism, it takes um, a like toll. it takes a toll on you, mm-hmm. and all of that stress comes out against the people that are closest to you. Unfortunately, yeah, you, you always take it out on, it on some yeah. anybody else or anything else.
1: You can eas- most easily take it out on the ones you love. Yeah, um, you just gotta try to be patient with everybody out there yeah everybody in in your circle and outside your circle we're all we're all struggling through this and i know i get cranky a lot easier um i think you get withdrawn a lot more
0: yeah overwhelmed and anxious a yeah. lot yeah
1: overwhelmed anxious withdrawn um um i get you know those things too sad <laughs> withdrawn dread angry
0: fear it's all, it's
1: all normal and everybody's <laughs> feeling it so just like really give them all i even have like you know you you don't try to get in confrontations with people but sometimes you'll park in someone's spot uh-huh. and they'll just they'll look at you and you know i try to like reach out to them like hey man do you want me to just move <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah you gotta go that extra mile these days
0: so to go back i stayed at the motel for two nights Came to the property during the day. Worked on digging the yurt site and building the sink. Mm -hmm. And I did finish the sink. It looks really nice. Next time we go up there, we'll be able to use it, which is cool.
1: We'll bring Um, some warm water next time.
0: But then after two days of that, I went back home to Glendale a little early. Because I didn't want to spend more than two nights worth on a motel. Um, But Vince and his mom stayed up. Um, for another several days and got some more stuff done.
1: Yeah, we sure did. Um, I mentioned those molds before. I made another batch of concrete. Um, Great weather for mixing concrete at 60 degrees. Hmm. It stays a workable mix for a long time and dries really hard. Um, You don't have to use as much water to get it workable. Um, So that was really solid. And we have most of the bricks that we need to go all the way around the greenhouse cool we started digging some of those in um
0: yeah finally putting the bricks where they're supposed to go
1: yeah yeah and it really is like rounding out the bottom of the greenhouse mom worked on some foundation vent covers for the outside just like a finer um hardware cloth and screen Uh to keep bugs Because a lot of bugs have like fallen into the the little vent boxes um And we needed those in place before we set the bricks anyway. Mm -hmm. I dug out a big valve box on the back, um, like a two cubic foot valve box, because we need to have some valves for the heated flooring. Whatever else we decide to add into the greenhouse later, we'll probably have it go through there.
0: So you chipped out some of the dirt right next to the greenhouse at the base of the greenhouse and slipped a brick in there and then kind of half buried it. Oh,
1: yeah, because there's a bunch of sand on the inside, right? right. So I kind of had to slide uh, like this really flat piece of sheet stock um, down right up against the greenhouse and fold okay. it in with some bricks while I dug out because I had to dig deeper than the sand on the inside. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I had to dig down around the outside and set the bricks in. And then I started pushing like a clay and sand mix up probably over like three quarters of the brick so they're most of the way buried now and we're starting to bring up the grade around the greenhouse cool yeah
0: she'll get there yet oh yeah incremental progress is still progress
1: it sure is yeah yeah thanks for being patient
0: got no choice (laughs) it's hard for me but i i persevere because you know we'll get it there yeah it's slow going, especially when we can only go up there for a weekend at a time or, you know, five or six days tops. But it's, when I think about where it was Thanksgiving 2019, our first nights on the property to where it is now, Harvest Festival 2020, 2020. it really is a huge difference.
1: Yeah, it it really is. And thank you for being patient. I know results don't come as quickly uh, as we envision them in the design phase. Yeah. And I admire how much you pushed yourself this year.
0: Oh, well, I'm trying. (laughs) Anything else you want to talk about? About, you know, property stuff?
1: Well, I think we covered it in in the mega episode. Um, When are we going up next?
0: Sometime in December, right? I think we mentioned maybe going up over New Year's in the last episode. But did I hear you and your mom talk about her going up sooner?
1: Yeah, she might go up um, sometime in the middle of December and just pull some poison oak all week. Um, I am going all in at work for the rest of December until we break for the holiday. And then I'll probably be done there. And then I'll start spending a lot more time up at the prop. Right. I'm looking forward to that.
0: I know you are. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up.
1: I think so. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks
0: for listening. Have okay. a good week, everyone.
1: Take care out there.
0: Bye. Bye.